To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. And welcome to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy passions. I'm Yellow Alejandro Vallette. I'm not Edward. <laughs> we are here today on a beautiful, uh, is it spring, John? I think it is. I, I think, think it is. It's, it's, start, it's, it's, it's or Friday's the first day. I oh, it Friday's is. Okay, I, did, I don't pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> At, if you clicked on to this podcast, you know that this is the show where we cover your fanboy passions. And this week, uh, Friday of last week, we had a big fanboy passion project drop, which is the Iron Fist from Marvel Netflix. Uh, so today's going to be our spoiler review show for that. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the death of uh, uh, comic book great uh, Bernie Wrightson uh, right before we do that. And... And, uh... Oh, oh, you know what? Uh, we're going to open our lines. What what lines? I didn't even know we had lines. Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're doing a new segment called... Uh, we have that? We can yeah. do that on the show? Yeah, yeah. Okay, what, we got... Uh, we have Paulus. a it's it who's this a Burton a Burton, Burton. is on the line. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, hello. hello, this Mr. is uh, to be continued a fanboy podcast. Burton, we got you. Hi guys, yeah, but you do, yeah. Um, I just wanted to say uh, I listen to you guys, um, you TV seers, uh, you fanboys, or whatever the hell I call you guys. Oh, well, that that is that's really nice. It's really nice to uh, to, to have someone uh, you know call in and appreciate. Yeah, I mean. Regular listener, I have to say, um, and I'm very, uh, uh, sometimes I occasionally enjoy uh, when you guys banter and, and whatever the hell you guys talk about. Okay, all right. So you're a big, you're a big f- f- fanboy, will enjoy the uh, the genre work, comic book, sci-fi, that kind of stuff? Uh, I do uh, I do enjoy a little bit of Frasier here and there, yes. Oh, okay. Um, uh, where you, uh, are you, hey, you know, we're going to be talking about Iron <laughs> Fist today. You, uh, you, you, you a fan <laughs> of Iron Fist there, Burton? Hey, listen, uh, speaking of Iron Fists um, and uh, the whole subject of fisting, uh, where's your buddy Ed today? <laughs> wait, 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 fisting? Huh? I don't, what are you, what are you talking about? I don't. Uh, listen, Miguel, what's it, so what's it like uh, shafting your boy over? Because uh, it doesn't seem like he's there. Like, is there, is there a reason, particular reason why uh, your boy Ed's not there today? Yeah, Ed, Ed couldn't make it today. We're doing a, I'm doing a solo uh, shot here, but like, you know, honestly, your voice ca- but, sounds kind of familiar. But, let me ask you straight up: uh, When you shaft over your boy Ed, uh, do you use do you use KY at least? I I don't. This is very. I don't. You, you know. Whoa. Can you trace this call, John? This is very. I think we can. Hey Miguel. <laughs> hey Miguel. Listen, uh, David Cross called. He misses his fraternal twin brother. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> now we're getting personal here. I don't. <laughs> this is all. You know, Ed. Ed. Ed often calls me. David Cross lookalike. Uh, Ed? You know what, TVC? I think it should be, uh, does TVC stand for Tugboat Central? I <laughs> Because I bet that's what it must sound like when, sound like in your head when you talk. Ed, Ed, Ed. This is you, isn't it? This is, this is Ed, isn't it? Let's end this charade right now. <laughs> <laughs> this charade, this flipping charade right now. <laughs> Yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it sounds like Ed's uh, 
was a little mad that he didn't get to do the show today. <laughs> you know, do you want me to tell a story? You want to tell a story? You tell, not- tell the story. Tell the story, man. I mean, you okay. make your make your excuses for my corporate takeover. But that's right. It is. A, it, 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 you know what, uh, ladies and gentlemen, do not be fooled for a second by this man. Okay? <laughs> the conversation of, of 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 Iron Fist has been going back and forth through uh, as we've been tackling it from from the first episode to the very last moment. And uh, <laughs> I, you know, I've expressed some very um, strong interests and to have my two cents in. And what does this man do? This man calls me up. Actually, not even that doesn't even doesn't even honor me with a call, but a, a, te- a, a quick text. Okay, through that phone of yours with that broken screen that he has. Hey, hey, hey! Don't reveal everything. And he and he says, "I'm trying very hard not to break out of character here." So, <laughs> so it says, uh, "Listen, uh." uh you know, just let you know. Um, just let me know what you think that I would. Uh, I, I I do I do this Iron Fist show solo, and I you know I go whoa what what what's going on what's going on here? <laughs> Automatically, it's corporate takeover. <laughs> I, you know, I now very, own fifty one percent of TBC. Edward. This is very much playing out like the first five episodes of Iron Fist. And and it's probably just as interesting to our listeners as the first five episodes of Iron Fist were to the general audience. So let me just say, <laughs> as much as I'm very disappointed, and unfortunately I have not been, I, I, did, I did admit, I'm not able to be there because I've yes, got some... Yes, let's not, it's not just some sort of like a falling out between me and Ed. Uh, you know, we wanted to strike while the iron is hot. No pun intended. Oh, the iron is hot. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, Ed is uh, uh, busy right now with some personal issues. Uh, drug issues. Re- drug rehab, right? No, it's uh, uh, you're preparing for a, 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 a wedding, right? The Betty Ford Clinic will not honor <laughs> such comment. <laughs> no, but you're you're actually preparing for uh, a family wedding, uh, right? No, okay. Uh, truth be told, uh, I've got some family stuff going on. My, I got a. Um, a a wedding coming up and uh you know i've been honored to to say that you know i will be pr- doing some participation in it uh i'll be playing some music some sweet sweet music the trees by the ru- by rush right yeah well <laughs> <laughs> let me end it let, let well, me well, just well, but ed, ed, ed before 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 you go before with you go you leave with your intro music or outro okay. music uh, uh, just like, um, you are, go- we, we, you, Ed is going to get his, his time for his two cents about Iron Fist, uh, in the near future. It's just that, you know, I want, I just felt we needed to get My something out there. See, it's worth more than two cents. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. And, uh, 49% and, and I'm sure. pretty sure you will be brought up during this review at some point as you and I both used to train martial arts together. And, uh, definitely that's going to come into to the last. You guys met. I you guys met in with- Kung Lun, right? <laughs> to the last, I grapple with thee. Is that what you were gonna say, Ed? I stab at thee. <laughs> my last breath at thee. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, but uh, uh, we will get Ed's view on this in the future. It's just it doesn't work out today for Ed to be on the show. Uh, me and Not John will be keeping your seat first. warm. <laughs> I've done far worse than kill you. <laughs> Okay. All right. He's going for his Academy Award now. I wish to go on hurting you. 
Uh, so, uh, uh, what do you, what do you, what, uh, uh, runes for an eternity. <laughs> we, buried alive. Can we legally do this? I, Ed, 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 are you are you are you just gonna you just want to get sued by Getty Lee? There's unrest <laughs> trouble with the trees. <laughs> the birds want more sunlight and the oaks. Okay, all right. I think that's our that's our cue. To, I like your tenacious D spin on it. Sort of. That's uh, I think that's our cue to get out of here. Uh, thank you, Ed. Ed will of course be returning to the show as soon as possible. And uh, we will continue in a moment with uh, To Be Continued. Play us out of here, Ed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Ed... uh, That was a bizarre call. That was a bizarre call. (laughs) Ed Ed playing us out there with uh, just enough enough for us not to get in trouble. Uh, so again, as I said to anyone who's listening, this is the our Iron Fist spoiler review. Again, you've been forewarned. Uh, before we go into that, I just would like to uh, a little short in the news uh, piece here. I don't think we have to use the music for this, bling, but, bling, 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 bling. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, uh, some sad news hit the fanboy world uh, recently, and great. Illustrator, uh, comic book artist, and apparently all around nice guy, Chuck Bernie Wrightson. I'm sorry, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Bernie Wrightson passed. Uh, he died March 18th, and he was anyone who doesn't know the name. And I'm not going to be surprised if there are a lot of people out there who don't know who Bernie Wrightson is. Uh, Bernie made his bones as the co-creator of Swamp Thing uh, from the seven, from the 70s. Uh, his illustration work is known for uh, plates that he did in uh, Stephen King's The Stand, which are f- absolutely gorgeous. I mean, just, just really beautiful work. Uh, and he represents a different time in comic book art and illustration. Uh, it's just... You know, when you look at his work or Neil Adams, it's it, it's different. It's it's different than what you're seeing today. Uh, and everyone who worked with the guy, no one had a bad thing to say about him. And uh, if I su- can just make some suggestions, go out there, try and f- try and find uh, the collected version of the early uh, Roots of the Swamp Thing, which again is his early Swamp Thing work with Len Wayne. Uh, you've got. Uh, uh, the series Marvel put out in the 90s, Punisher POV, which is actually, uh, it's strange. It's sort of a Punisher fights a zombie virus. I know that sounds out of the wheelhouse for the character, but it's just so well done. And his art is a big part of it. Jim Starlin writing that. He did also did the Jim Starlin series uh, for uh, uh, DC Batman the Cult, which I understand some people say that Batman the Cult is just a cheesy uh, like you know, rip off of the Dark Knight. I actually, I actually really like the cult. I love the art in it. Again, his his art is absolutely fantastic. And then finally, uh, his uh his work on another small uh, DC series that uh I thoroughly enjoyed. He only did the penciling on it. I don't believe he did the inking. I think that was Dan Green. 
uh, and that was DC Comics The Weird, which was a post-crisis uh, series that was basically not a Justice League story per se, but it featured Superman, Batman, and the rest of the, and the rest of the Justice League International era Justice League in a story in which they meet this this character called the Weird, and uh, real just you know again, anytime he could get his hands on any mainstream you know comic book superhero property. I, it was always fun. His Ghost Rider um, uh, illustrations for Ghost Rider are just absolutely fantastic. But he's really known as a guy for horror. Zombies, Frankenstein, vampires, werewolves. That's why he fits so well in what was working with uh, Swamp Thing. And, you know, each each year we lose more and more of these guys from the, um, from the 70s and 80s work of, of comic books. And, you know, just uh, attention... Attention should be paid. Um, he really was one of the greats, and so a moment of silence for uh, the great Bernie Wrightson. Okay, uh, as stated for the third time, this is our Iron Fist show. Uh, John, <laughs> uh, now, John, uh, we were talking uh, in between takes about uh, Iron Fist. You're... You're not aware of Iron Fist from the comics, but you know that this Marvel Netflix show dropped and you watched uh, a few episodes yourself. Yeah. And um, now, this is the fourth of the Netflix Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we all have high hopes. We all want it to work. I, You didn't see the Luke Cage series that preceded this, right? I, I saw the Luke. Cage. Oh, you did yeah, see the yeah, Luke yeah, Cage yeah. series. Okay, I'm sorry, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I got mixed up with AJ. That's why I was talking to AJ about it yesterday. He and I was like, "You didn't see Luke Cage, AJ?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, man, I just haven't. I didn't have the time to do it." I was no, like, "Okay, you of all people did I'm, see it." I'm working, man. I'm it's working. like he's working. You got the dumb donuts ain't making themselves, man. <laughs> donuts ain't making themselves. I was like, seriously, a series where Method Man Me- becomes yeah, part right. of the plot, <laughs> and AJ didn't see it. Uh, but anyway, so um. You know, they're building towards this whole their version of the Avengers for Netflix. They're de- Defenders. And I... We've talked about how much, you know, how good uh, Daredevil Season 1 and Season 2 are. Mm-hmm. I happen to really... Uh, did you see Jessica Jones, John? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I enjoy Jessica it. Jones. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, Luke Cage, for me, was disappointing. But I didn't think it was lackluster or really bad. I think that there were just mm-hmm. some some issues with its pacing. Uh, everyone's, you know, again, this is a spoiler review, so we're going to spoil things about Luke Cage 2. I think the changeover in villains was ill-thought out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cottonmouth was genius. Cottonmouth uh, was genius, and yeah, Diamondback... What's the, what's the actor's name? He's really great. Uh, I forget. Uh, uh, Maya uh, Arashi Ali? He just won an Academy Award. Yeah, I should yeah. know. I should know his name, but uh, he was brilliant, brilliant performance. as performance. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, the other things about uh, about the Luke Cage show that was so well done was, you know, it was what it was supposed to be. Luke Cage and Iron Fist, who have a connection because they were in the comics, uh, were combined, mm-hmm. uh, are both products of exploitation like cinema. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you could definitely see that that in the in the Luke Cage show, right? Like that yeah, yeah. you you understood it, even without having a background with the character, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, whatever disappointments with Luke Cage that I had, it delivered on its its essential concept. 
Could it have been and better? On the entertainment side too. Yeah, I, I, yeah, there, there, yeah, there definitely were a lot. When Luke was doing Luke Cage stuff, it's entertaining as hell. And because yeah. when and because in the early goings, because the villain is so compelling, mm-hmm. when Luke Cage is not not on the screen as well, it's still compelling because right, you're right. into the mm-hmm. villain and the performance is so rich and wonderful. Now I have in the feel that it goes downhill after Cottonmouth gets mm-hmm. out of the picture. Mm-hmm. I do think it's a little bit of a slog. Uh, but I love Mike Coulter as Luke Cage, all the other supporting characters, like I said, barring probably Diamondback, who, again, even the actor and the role, it's not, it was a little too over the top. Right, and you right. can be a gloss on black exploitation, but you don't completely ape it as well. And that was, mm-hmm. that was probably the issue is that even the performance and, and everything about the character, he felt straight out of. You know, Superfly, or or mm-hmm. or even worse, Dolomite, <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's why it kind of didn't work. And so, what's funny is is watching all of Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. It made me appreciate more what they accomplished on Luke Cage. And so, let's get into. Iron Fist, John. You don't really know the character. Right, Again, right. you said you look up on Wikipedia, and the first hit was what? Oh yeah, it was like it, it was uh, the title of military tactics. It was Iron Fist. It was like from, from the art of war. Yeah, yeah, and like ten, like ten rows down, I finally got uh, Iron Fist, the comic, the, uh, the comic book. <laughs> and and you know that's something about you know that's a challenge for the for the series. Um, most of these characters, probably outside of Daredevil, and even Daredevil was is not. In my opinion, he's not a Spider-Man. He's not a Spider-Man. He's yeah. not the A-list. You know, he's on his best days, Daredevil is a B-list character yeah. for Marvel. Yeah. And uh, the all these other ones, no one knows who Jessica Jones is. No one knew, you know, really Luke Cage and, and Iron Fist. Um, they were, you know, Jessica Jones is a very recent creation. Mm-hmm. And Power Man and Iron Fist, uh, which is the name of the old series where uh, Luke and Danny were uh, partners. It's been a long time. That 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 was a series that was ended in the eighties, and even during yeah. they were never in their heyday, the, sort of the, the holding the flag up for Marvel Comics. But they always had their their fans and people who enjoyed you know what they were, what they were supposed to represent. And as you know, if Ed were here, we would talk about how yes, Iron Fist, Power Man, that was our jam. That was uh, you know, you know, the, you had the 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 martial arts. Uh, influence, uh, you know, me and Ed, we train martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Filipino Kali, Jeet Kune Do concepts, uh, uh, boxing, some integrated grappling, a little, a little Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, Ed uh, as a little Tai Chi, Wing Chun. I'm on myself on my own side, and some of. The, so we, you know, we, you know, we we have a base where this is something we've always loved and. You know, a character like that is going to appeal to us. <clears throat> so hearing that a series is going to be done, you know, is great, especially this character. Now, in the comics, for anyone who doesn't know, Danny Rand is a um, is a, a one of the many of a long line of orphan superheroes. His father and his mother uh, they're searching for a Shangri La like city uh, in the in in like Tibet in the Himalayas. Uh, they get betrayed by the father's. Uh, uh, business partner, uh, the father dies. The mother and the son uh, uh, survive the the attempt on the father, the the killing of the father's life. But then the mother gets mauled by wolves. 
Oh, that's the original. Yeah, that's the etch. Yeah, it's oh. it's rough. It's really rough. Man, I would I would like to see that. Exactly. I <laughs> would have got me my a little heart more like juicy. This. Yeah, like seriously, the, the mother the mother literally sacrifices her life. She throws herself on a pack of wolves, and then at the last moment, like uh, the 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 boy is saved by uh, archers, uh, uh, you know that seem like out of time, out of place, and then we learn that they are archers. From this the city that the father was looking for, this mystical city called Kunlun, and in the comics, the idea is that Kunlun is mystical. It's extra dimensional. It only appears on Earth every so often. Originally, it was like every ten years, and so the boy who is you know eight ten years old gets taken in, and he lives in Kunlun. And then ten years later, when the portal opens up again, he's able to leave, and we find out through backstory and you know narration that. He became the Iron Fist of Kunlun, which is this uh, this position as you know protector and champion. And uh, the only reason he wanted to attain this in the comics was I want to retain power uh, so that I can leave at some and, and revenge my avenge my family. And uh, the Iron Fist is not just a master martial artist because Kunlun is. Again, because it appears every 10 years and blah, 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 it's in the middle of the Himalayas. It's cut off from the world. It's a very, like a a whole, a pocket of imperial era China. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, no guns or anything there. He trained hard as this, you know, warrior learning, mastering all these different styles of fighting. And then the final test to pass is that he must fight a dragon. And it's not a metaphorical dragon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's a real mystical dragon whose own heart is actually separate from its body. And then when the warriors who try to become the Iron Fist go and and, and face him, and when they finally defeat the dragon, uh, a a quote-unquote tattoo mm-hmm. <laughs> is put on their body in some in some place. And, and the various different Iron Fists have been over the years, um, as we learn eventually, is uh, they they get the tattoos in different parts of their bodies. Danny just happens to have it on his chest, and then when he's finished, he goes into where the dragon's heart is. He puts his hands into the brazier that is, you know, this flaming you know energy source, and he absorbs the chi. And now he is the Iron Fist. He can do Iron Fist things, which you know in the comics is a, is very expanded. You know, there's there's he he. Of course, he can use the iron fist to make his fists l- unto a substance like iron, which is you know mm-hmm. from the comics, and uh, uh, evaporate poison from a body. Yeah, yeah. Right. There are a lot of things he can. There are there are a lot of yeah. different things he can do. He can he can enhance his senses for tracking. He can sort of sense emotions and things. Uh, he can enhance weapons and stuff. We learn eventually. Uh, he ran for a while. Had his own. You know, not a particularly spectacular run. I'm not going to pretend. Uh, but he's remembered fondly. Then eventually they teamed him up with uh, Luke Cage. Then the character dies. And then like a lot of things in comic books, the character came back to life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we have this series. And, you know, the character is a personal favorite of mine. Hearing that they are going, they were going to do this and use him in, in on Netflix and become uh, a, a lead up to their Defenders, you know, special mm-hmm. show. Teaming all those characters up. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron mm-hmm. Fist. Wonderful, and then you know, oh, the hand's gonna be the bad guy. Okay, that's that's good. That's not you know, that's that's good stuff. You know, taking an enemy from Daredevil, you know, and then saying, okay, he's gonna he's gonna need some help to handle these guys. Okay, all of that, fine. Then I then the series actually got dropped, and we watched it from this Friday over through the week, and 
I have to say, um, add my voice to the chorus, and you know, Ed will give his two cents uh, when he, when you know, in a future episode. But for myself, I found that it very, very underwhelming, and I think that the essential issues with it really come down to time and money, and it seems to be that. And we'll get into the, my reasonings on that. It seems to be that the show was somewhat rushed compared to the other shows uh, that Netflix and Marvel have done. And then, frankly, of all of these characters, the one character who needed some production values in bringing his mythology to life as compared to the others, it was Iron Fist. Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, they really inhabit solely the streets of... New York's of Marvel, New York. Mm. And, you know, even with any of the out there concepts that they have, it's nothing you can't get away with on the budget that they were doing. Even Luke Cage is, you know, super powered, but those bulletproof effects don't cost that much. And he's not a he's not the Hulk or Thor when it comes to strength. You know, Mm. you don't I don't because Luke Cage can't just be picking up a tank and, you know, you know, throwing it around like a shot putt. Mm -hmm. um, I don't expect that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if they have to have Luke Cage pick up a car, uh, that they can do on their budget. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Iron Fist is another story. He There are elements in his uh, backstory that require a certain amount of production values if you're going to buy it. And I don't feel... Like Kun Lun. Like, exactly. The, the biggest, that's the biggest issue. But yeah. well, let's start off with just simply... Uh, a rundown of the 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 the, ma- the cast and you know uh, who we got there's starting off with the main uh, the main character Finn Jones. Uh, f- oh um, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Okay, all right, all right. Um, now since you just gave your overall brief okay. two right. cents, I'm sorry. Uh, no, please, please. Um, let me just start off by saying um, they set a really high bar with Daredevil as far and, and uh, Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones, all of them. Um, they're really great shows. So well written, yeah, excellent acting. Yeah. So, so like I feel like compared to those shows, yeah, it was underwhelming. I think, but I think on its own, it was like it was an okay show. On I think own, th- right? I think that is y- y- there. There, you're right. I'm not gonna rip it apart as being like horrendous. Um, yeah. uh, uh, let me put it this way: we're famous on the show so far for. Really, really disliking the CW DC shows, uh, but even at it's Iron Fist's worst, yeah, it was. It was still more competent in on a multiple levels than anything the CW shows have done. Right, right. So yes, get that out of the way. We'll absolutely. get that out of the way. So it is sort of sort of a uh, okay, but it is a, a underwhelming and lackluster in a way, and it didn't have to be. Right, right, and um, and to go off of what you said earlier, like the the black exploitation of like Luke Cage, I don't feel like it did the the kung fu exploitation. No, no, uh, that's enough, yes, absolutely. Enough, I'm gonna get into uh, that because it it it, yeah. it it if like I said, there are things in Iron Fist that, in hindsight, I you know I wasn't blown away by Luke Cage, right, but right. damn, if after I was done with Iron Fist, I didn't go. Wow, I, there's a lot to appreciate of what they did pull off at Luke Cage. Yeah, there was a yeah. lot like going like, oh yeah, they they at least on that level they pulled off what it was supposed to be. Even if there were, I had issues with pacing or that changeover of the villain. Right, it's right. like no, it was 
you know, the music alone, I always point this out. Mm-hmm. The music in Luke Cage, and I'm not just talking about the performances they had, which were, that was a great thing to integrate into the show. Yeah. Um, it, it certainly, again, you when you think of uh, Shaft and Superfly and Trouble Man, and you think of any of those classic black exploitation show uh, mo- uh, movies, the soundtrack is always in the forefront mm-hmm. of your mind. You know, and they and so the fi- the fact that they had these great, you know, quote unquote live performances on the show, uh, help. But also just the background music of Luke Cage. Forget about those performances from well known um, hip hop acts, mm-hmm. you know, and soul acts. Forget that. The 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 interstitial, the background music of Luke Cage, yeah, yeah. totally evoked. Just walking down the street. Yes, know, it was. Yeah. It was Shaft. It was Superfly, and it's intro. The intro music mm-hmm. in the intro for Luke Cage, absolutely fantastic. I watch it and I go, yeah, this is about as perfect as as a baseline for Luke Cage as I could have wanted. Yeah, yeah. You know, again, anything I I, I might have aside about you know uh, issues with you know, like I said, the villain or the pacing or some other stuff. Right. right. Um. Whereas in Iron Fist, it was this strange, almost, it felt like I had heard that kind of soundtrack on Stranger Things. Like, it was like this whole synth. Now, online, someone says, well, you know, that's supposed to be like Big Trouble in Little China. And I'm going, no, I'm sorry. It didn't, it didn't sound at all like the, it it didn't have, it, 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 similarity to Big Trouble in Little China begins and ends with the use of synth. And that's about it. <laughs> it really doesn't, and you know, it has the. It should have, if anything, Iron Fist should have had a sound kind of similar to Luke Cage's, uh, you know, background music. Mm-hmm. It should have been that Lalo Sheffrin, uh, um, the Enter the Dragon music. Yes. I mean, if anyone can remember, you know, dun 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 I mean, it really needed to have that sort of liveliness to mm-hmm. it. And, you know, that is one of the other issues of the show. It wasn't and, lively. And 70s feel. I mean, exactly. It's 70s just, just, yeah. just, just modernize it for, for, you know, get, you know, but I don't, don't know. abandon it. Yeah. Yeah. Modernize it, but don't. And get, you know, I would have gotten yeah. some, I would have gotten a, um, a, a, you know, I don't know, you know, get someone from the glitch mob. Get you know, get yeah, Moby yeah. in there. Get someone. Get someone who who could take you know, sample something from the past or something, and then bring it into the modern day. I yeah, just yeah. it just had that. Yeah, there. Were, it, that was one of the, my 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 biggest issues with the show. But we'll get into that later yeah. uh, in, in a bit. Um, the show uh, has as its uh, uh, the showrunner uh, as Scott Buck, and Scott Buck was n- uh, known for being. Uh, a uh, the showrunner for Dexter in its later seasons, which uh, I was not a fan of Dexter, so I don't know. But uh, Ed was, and Ed Dee Dee. <laughs> Ed uh, Ed tells me that the later uh, uh, the later seasons of uh, Dexter were a little on the underwhelming side, and even with that, I am not sure Buck is to blame for the uh, lackluster nature of Iron Fist. Uh, uh, I think that. He did as well as he could, given what his limitations were, and with mm-hmm. the limitations of time and budget. Hey, what are we? You know, but again, we'll 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 get into that. Was, uh, was that a thing? Like they they were like, we shot this really quick. Yes, or? apparently, apparently, it was the uh, sh- they had the shortest lead in time of all these Marvel shows to be brought together, 
And then, you know, you know, as I was saying, in terms of, you know, what is required of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage, it's not the same with Iron Fist. Right, right. And to have done that with the same budget, I think that is also part of the issue. Right. Uh, now, they had... Uh, I like the cast of Iron Fist. Uh, I, I I don't agree with some people. Thin Jones, uh, late of uh, Game of Thrones, is the Knight of Flowers. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Is uh, is Danny Rand on the show slash Iron Fist? And I personally think that given the material he had, he was okay. But the material or is the real reason why the character doesn't soar. Uh, uh, we have uh, uh, Jessica yeah. Henwick as Colleen Wing. Another character from the comic books. Uh, I thought she was fine. She also late of uh, Game of Thrones as uh, one of the Sands um, from uh, uh, from uh, Dorne. Uh, Tom, uh, a lot of Game of Thrones uh, recycles. Huh? Yeah, there are there re- there really are a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, uh, Game of Thrones uh, uh, people running around. Well, but it's a you know it's a quality show. You're going to want to have. Quality, you know, uh, yeah, quality, uh, uh, quality actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Rosaria Dawson returned as Claire Temple, which now she's in every single Netflix show. Huh? And she's the Nick Fury of the <laughs> of the Netflix uh, 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 universe. Marvel, yeah. And can I just say, you know, people talked about uh, Colleen, uh, Colleen Wing as a character, how like you know gorgeous she was. And granted, that was, she 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 she's a cutie. She's a cutie patootie. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are a couple of times. In Iron Fist, where like uh, Rosaria Dawson, I kind of wish AJ was here to talk about it because yeah, mm-hmm. you know we we already know he's 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 loving him some Rosaria Dawson, where she's in these booty shorts and mm-hmm. she's working out, and I'm going and Rosaria Dawson is no spring chicken these days, you know she's no ingenue, she's not 22 years old, but I was I was digging Rosaria Dawson a lot more than I was digging uh uh uh, uh, uh the uh. Uh, uh, Colleen Wing, I have to say. Let's just uh, say this: I'd let her patch me up. <laughs> uh, uh, we have a uh, uh, Jessica Straup as uh, Joy Meacham, Tom Pelfrey, uh, uh, late of uh, Banshee as Ward Meacham, and uh, uh, Lord of the Rings uh, alumni uh, David Wenham as Harold Meacham. Uh, and you know there were other. Other characters as as well, you know, uh, Louis Tan as the as that drunk guardian, uh, Toby Nichols as the younger, but that's the basic cast uh, we're working here uh, with think, the show. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't no, want... no, you think what? No, uh, if we're gonna talk a little bit about the characters as we go through, um, Ward, I think Ward does a great. He, yeah, he's a great I, actor. I mean, you might not necessarily like him. Like you might not like crazy... the character exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. as, but they handled that well. Well, again. I, yeah, you know, going starting off with the first episode, I think this shows what the limitations were. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. They spend a lot of time on Ward Meacham. Uh, we get the whole idea that Harold Meacham's character is faked his death. You know, it's all mm-hmm. about Danny comes to the city, wants to claim his inheritance. Uh, you know, as this this big corporation, mm-hmm. and it's apparently being run. And now. that wasn't even clear at, from the very first scene you know with him from the get-go it wasn't too clear that he wanted to like take the business back it seemed like he wanted friends like he's like yeah exactly well again that's the poor writing right in the comics the idea is he is a clear-cut mission from the beginning no i am coming here to avenge my parents death i want to kill the man 
who killed them. Yeah. And here, maybe they felt that was too simplified, maybe. But again, this goes to the budget, the budgetary question, which is when you cannot do the things that are in Iron Fist's backstory, when you cannot show the city of Kunlun, when you cannot show the dragon, when you cannot show his training, what are you left with? Well, they fe felt like, well, we got to stretch out this whole real world issue. And, you know, like you said, from the, his friends. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so a... the other part is like, I don't know why there even would need to be this sort of section of the show where Danny, it's not clear. Hey, maybe he is crazy. Look, it's a Marvel. He's going to turn out to be the Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They're not going to like, you know, in the comics, in the ultimate, uh, in ultimate Marvel, there was a whole thing wherein, you know, they the Ultimate Marvel is they reintroduced, redo all their characters. And one of the things they had was, for a while, you were kind of like, is is Thor really the god of thunder? Or is he just a crazy guy that got his hand on some equipment? Mm. Okay, and, you know, uh, that's somewhat interesting. But even in a film, that would be fine. But a film is two hours. What they did with Iron Fist was essentially take the subplot in Batman Begins of Bruce Wayne coming back after being missing for years and trying to regain his uh, right. his his role in the company. But they did that they did that in like a half hour. Yeah, not even. I <laughs> I think that literally if you add up all of the minutes in Batman Begins in which that is part of the plot. Yeah. It might it might be 12 minutes. If that <laughs> out of, you know, a two and a, half, a two hour movie. So, you know, right, right, right. there's a lot of the, the time and there are expectations. And, you know, you could have threaded uh, that sort of story through 13 episodes, but they, they didn't thread it. They front-loaded it yeah, yeah. into the first five, six episodes of the show. Front-loaded, yeah. That's so that was a big... Now, that having been said, I think you're right. The, the What was done there wasn't horrible. It just wasn't particularly exciting either or what you wanted. And they did handle the characters well. I liked um, I liked what they did with Ward Meacham. I liked that he had an arc. And it was a realistic arc. It wasn't an arc of, he's a terrible bad guy. Now he's the goodest of good guys. No, it was, he went through some stuff. You understood, you know, the pressures he Parent was under. issues, daddy issues, running the company, keeping the secret from joy. Yeah. And this all was just overwhelming and too much for him and he got yeah. addicted to some substances. Exactly. And... and he has his psychological break and yeah, you know yeah, he's yeah. you know that. Uh Joy Meacham, not I wasn't necessarily I didn't have any problems with the characterization up until the end. Now you didn't you didn't finish the series yet, right? Not the very end. And not, not it's the okay. This is you said. Yeah, it's a spoiler. spoiler. You're gonna you're gonna get spoiled, brother. I'm it's, sorry. All right, I'm spoiling okay. you. Man. We gotta do it for the show. We gotta we do it for the show. the show. At the end of the series, suddenly there's this turn, and even though she's aware of everything that oh, Danny's one set up, and this is that, and I know what kind of you know jerk my dad is, all this stuff, and suddenly at the end of the series, it's like, uh, do you, are you into kill Iron Fist? Yeah, I'm in. It really doesn't make any sense. And when you watch it, you'll see it'll be like, why? That turn doesn't, and yeah. it's not that the turn what you couldn't do something. It's not that you couldn't but have had given suddenly what you were. Given, what we actually seen makes, makes zero no sense. sense. Zero sense. Um, and you, for a moment, you even think they might become like lovers, like like they hint at like you know they might some hook connection up, or something. Know? Yeah, exactly. They're, that they're like really like 
like she uh ran has a real soft spot in her in her heart you know and he like she looks at him with affection uh the m M&M thing yeah, yeah stuff yeah, like yeah. that that they're, yeah. they're the, the children yeah so all that was not uh now i actually again again other than that though i was fine with her her characterization and the and the the path they had her on um the father uh howard meacham i actually really enjoyed him as a villain he mm-hmm. was wonderfully slimy. He was playing all the angles. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I know some people are like, oh. Keeping you know. the company afloat through Ward. Yeah, exactly. Know, yeah. There's that whole, there's a weird section where he's dead and then he comes back to life. Right, right. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, which, uh, again, and he I comes back nice, right? Well, he, com- he well, comes, he, he comes back sort of nice, like he's like. Well, he's like, well, I he's- love you, son. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> I love you. I'm so sorry. He drops a knife. Yeah, exactly. He was like drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Death is really more intoxicating than people imagine. <laughs> uh, but um, again, given that they couldn't do like some certain other things, or they ch- were choosing to either save them for season two or whatever, uh, his villainy was fine. I didn't have a problem with that. Um. But unfortunately, for the for a show that was like you said supposed to be the kung fu exploitation inspired you know superhero, it didn't really deliver a lot of kung fu. Oh, it yeah. you know we're talking about the action now overall. I mean, you you said that you you found it. Uh, I didn't I'm, have a problem with the fight coordination or choreography. I really don't. I know a lot of people are like, oh, it should have been better. No, but, but this is this is where, unfortunately, the bar is set high by Daredevil. Yes. When you watch a fight scene in Daredevil, you are, like, there. You're, like, in it. You're, like, oh, my God. Like, is he going to make it? Like, you know, when he's when he's fighting, like, 15 people down a stair stairway. Yeah, and beautiful stuff. It was, like, the greatest fight scenes I've ever seen. And yeah, then, it, it definitely, it definitely for again, given their budget constraints and everything else, holy cow, do they deliver? Not quite the raid, but certainly for TV, as we you know, streaming TV, yeah. it's it's impressive. Yeah. So, but compare that to Iron, to Fist, Iron Fist. It, it, it's a little disappointing. Which goes into the it's which goes which I think goes into the whole idea <clears throat> of we didn't have the budget and we didn't have the time. Because the Daredevil fight scenes are not just good because the coordination is good and the actors are selling it and the stunt people are selling it. But it's They're, a filmed experience. And there's a lot you know, of the camera work, too. you know, the you know, you know, the camera work, the special effects, which we you know, as much as we like, oh, Daredevil so hardcore, there's a lot of CG. There's a lot of CG. Him using that chain and other stuff, that's CG. And that takes time. You know, when you don't, when you haven't done that, well, oh, this is where the time is the issue. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, you got to plan these things out. You got to, mm-hmm. you know, shooting anything, shooting someone crossing the street, takes time. Yeah, yeah. You know, much less something you gotta where you stop ha- traffic. These yeah, exactly. Coming down it's block, all of gotta, that. You know, so suddenly when you got like now, fight coordination. So we got the choreography. We've got a, you know, time how we shoot the extras versus the stunt people. We got to have safety issues. They're all these sort of, yeah, you know what I mean? They, these things, and when you're rushed, you're not going, and you don't have the budget, you know? And, yeah. and then there are also the questions of things that, like, well, we don't really have the budget to show him using the Iron Fist all that much, so he won't. That Again, that's yeah. disappointing. I get why that forced them to do a whole, like, 
And it wasn't that crazy looking. I mean, it just glowed <laughs> orange. It wasn't yeah, like. A, but you saw like when he busted out of the insane asylum in yeah, like the, that other episode. The, that's the Superman that, punch. That takes a, that takes that's again that's budget. That's mm-hmm. explosions and you know squibs and set stuff. It's on set special effects, the air rams and all that. Okay. Um. So yeah, that costs money. So he's like, I hey, we won't show that that much. Uh, the issue, you know, just getting to the, again issues with the budget are, and how that affects the story. And the time. Yeah. If you if because we never see him in Kunlun, mm-hmm. we which was again I told you this on the phone. Of all of the Netflix shows, this was the one show that had almost no backstory, that had no flashbacks. Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Luke Cage, we all got some flashbacks lost style of these characters mm-hmm. to to show not tell to essentially have this sort of like this is why they react this way this is why they think this way this is so on and so forth this is informs their character if Finn Jones comes off as whiny it's because he's given nothing but exposition we're told all of his, this stuff that he did in Kunlun but we never see it right right no, I. You and know, so by the end of the show, when he, oh, I'm gonna take you to Kunlun and show you how magical it is for the first time. We don't even get to see that, mm-hmm. and so that <laughs> falls flat. And then there's no emotional attachment. The show is like, oh, you should be really worried that Kunlun is missing. It's like, well, I've never saw the place to begin with. Madame Gao talks about being from uh, Kunlun. Oh, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't get that. She tells him, why would you leave heaven? And it's like, yeah, well. Show us that. If it had been a right, flashback right, 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 of right. Madame Gao as a young woman in Kunlun, setting up some other things, giving up to you, oh, yes, of course. But not having the, 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 the budget for that, they had to fill it in with five episodes of corporate governance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this, is, this is why, again, while even though it has a baseline of quality that is better than, I said, than, say, CW. the CW shows in terms of acting and all the rest, it doesn't deliver, yeah. I think, what... The the expectations. I'll, I'll, you know, I I don't know the comic book character, and I'm not too familiar with Iron Fist at all. But I I did find it silly that for we are told that he's raised by like monks, uh, hardcore training, mental training, physical training. For that to be implied, he seems like. Yeah, this is also where the writing also this, yeah, undermines this is where the character. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't add up to me. Like, I, it felt wrong watching it. I'm like, this is not making too much sense. Uh, they they yeah. they go to pains to tell you that I spent 15 years 15 training. 15 years training hard every day, 20 hours. Like, and, like, know. other than him, the fact that he comes out on top in all of his fights. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't show, like, he can be naive out to the world. It's understandable that a man, that, that someone who last was part of American world culture when he was like, you know, 13 years old or whatever. Emotionally, he behaves non-Buddhist is what I'm... <laughs> yeah, not, but yeah, but, there, yeah, but that's, that's the issue. Not... It's understandable that he would be out of step with the modern world. But that does not then, like you say, mean that you should ignore the fact that what we set up for him is to say he's this Zen Buddhist ma- yeah, warrior master. Yeah, Zen Buddhist warrior master. All right, and then on top of that also... Just because he's out of step doesn't mean he should be dumb, yeah, or so naive that it's 
you know, it reaches the, yeah. the extent where it undermines the, the character. You can have the wool pull over his eyes. I, that, mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But not to the point that they did. Yeah. And not to the point of, you know, again, anything that undermined the character. Have him be a guy. Like, I was hoping that he would go in there at, you know, okay, if you're going to do the corporate governance story. Yeah. Have him be in there and, like, you know, his assistant comes in and he's up on his desk in the lotus position. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, Mr. Mr. Rand, we're ready for that meeting. And have it be where he doesn't necessarily know all the ins and outs, but he starts applying, like, Buddhist, Zen principles, Taoism, whatever, mm-hmm. to the corporate, like, world and have it worked. Have it be a guy where, you know, he, you know, again, there's the monk side, but there's the warrior side. You know, have it be something where it's like he starts, go- he starts, you know, it's like... Have Joy t- tell him something. It's like, oh, you know, we're involved in this corporate issue and we're, we're working against this other corporation to get to get these rights or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And have him like, you know, go, you know, you know, she, he gets the rundown on it. And then, you know, he starts applying Sun Tzu to it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or at least he starts giving them advice that is about that. Yeah, like yeah. there were ways to make him n- that didn't undermine the character. And for lack of better words, I'm sorry. Is this a family show? But anyway, <laughs> they needed to stop making him look like a bitch. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, Jonathan Vergara's statements do not reflect to be continued or to be continued to corporation. Uh, but you said that about Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about that. Uh, but you're you're yes because he only has the two modes of being either kind of whiny, angry, or angry. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't. You know. Where's the, your 15 years of training? There is. Yeah. There. There is none of that. Yeah, there yeah. is none of this. Like you know. I need patience. I need this. I need that. Yeah. So it. It's all under my. And like he should have falling been, for every gal. Every trap laid by gal. You know. Like just every single trap. And you know. And, and not and, being able to see through certain. And again, some yeah, things yeah. I understand. Yeah. But again, like you know. Again, this comes where the budget and the time. It's like. They didn't think they needed to establish that anyway, so of course it's not established. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you had spent some time, you know, even, let's say in the writing process, if you realize it's like, hey, I'm writing episode five. Wow, you know, the previous episodes, they talk about, you know, they showed him training. They were like, yeah, that probably should play into his character. Mm-hmm. He was He's a blank slate at the beginning of the series, and he is a blank slate at the end of the series. Mm-hmm. A very undeveloped, and, the, and because of that, the only things that you know, stand out or is the whininess and the anger. Um, now, there are bright spots. I, I can't totally crap over yeah, everything in the show. this ain't a shit show. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Like I said, the, the I think the performances are all all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even though the fight, chore- the fight choreography and the action sequences aren't as good as they could be, there are some standout ones. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the RZA directed, I believe it's episode six, which has this whole Game of Death style thing, which is, again, that episode, while, again, oh. somewhat somewhat low-balling... The to Pagoda. A, yeah, exactly, is what I wanted from an Iron Fist show. Yeah, yeah. Iron Fist has to fight funky, cool... Um, uh, uh, eccentric martial arts, you know, guys with different styles. High stakes. High stakes. 
it has all the tropes of, mm-hmm. you know, here's the warrior who's going to fight the honorable thing. And they wash their hands. They make a whole statement stuff. And then, of course, during the fight, we do the whole Kwai uh, Chan Kane from uh, the old David Carradine Kung Fu show where the hero flashes back to his to his master. Now, you actually you do this deep voice thing, John, <laughs> that you sound like. Can you give us can you give us a little bit of that? You know, can you give, give us some Lee Kung the Thunderer a- action there? It's impossible to be in two places at once. Now I'm, not, I'm doing it really bad. Now I'm now I sound like the opening scene to, to Law and Order. Uh, <laughs> no, but it was but it was it was very it was like you cannot be in two places at once. You must become a double edged sword. And that was good. That's yeah. like you know. Now, granted, the, some of the writing on that was hangy too, because I'm kind of like, is Danny crazy? Is he getting telepathic messages? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. Yeah. But it still it was the RZA delivered on that. And there, um, there was a whole thing where they uh, they did include. It seems some of the expanded Iron Fist uh, stuff that was done in the 2000s from the comics. So one of the one of the the fighters looked like she was the Bride of Spiders. Um, I think the other character was supposed to be dog uh, 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 dog brother, uh, but it worked. It was mm-hmm. fine. There wasn't much of that in the series. Then there was a, no, a mm-hmm. later part of the series, and this is we're going to bring up Ed here, where you know Danny Rand and Claire and Colleen go on the run, and uh, they go to China to, inve- to further investigate. Oh yeah. And uh, I'm telling you right now, uh, <laughs> our own Edward Ng talked about this first. First, Ed talked about that the lobby of the Rand Corporation was the lobby of a building in Midtown Manhattan that Ed actually used to work in. He was like, I know that lobby. I know that escalator. Secondly, <laughs> Ed kind of suspects that they probably filmed that that part of uh, of them going to China on like probably like Staten Island where Ed got married. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was so obviously not China. Everything yeah. about that, it yeah. Uh, but knew, yeah. but that episode again has. Him f- facing the guardian of the door, who is a character from the comics, um, and again, I don't. I, these are adaptations. I don't expect and everything like, to happen. Where's Jackie Chan, man? Where's Drunken Master? Master. But I, I like that. I like that they, 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 it had that. It had a good, you know, feel. Oh yeah, and that and he should, was pretty good. Yeah, and, you know the, okay. the 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 guy they they, they got it was, uh, you know, he performed well. I loved his dialogue, his back and forth. You know, it's. I wish the Iron Fist that was in the fight scenes, his acting, was the Iron Fist because there is this whole thing where they always try and get him angry, and he always brushes it off. And I was like, yes, that's you should be all the time. That's not just then. It's you can't just turn it on, turn it off. It should be this is his character. It's like these childish insults. You know, it's like oh, he has control over his emotions. Only to then later on in the scene yeah, yeah. to betray that where he loses control. You know what I mean? This this is mm-hmm. the two steps, you know, uh, one step forward, three steps back that the show yeah. had going on. Yeah, it shouldn't have been that he's out of control all the time, and once in a while he's in control. It should be that he's in control all the time, and, and then, then one, when those moments one, when he loses yes, it, you got more impact. You know, uh, there, this is, uh, and you know, I would have been fine probably with most of the series and just tolerated it. Yeah, yeah. But the last two episodes, which I haven't seen, you haven't seen. But but break it, break it. I down. will break, break it, it down. down. I'm sorry, John. Yeah, I have yeah. to. I have to tell you this. Essentially, um, you know, we didn't even get into Bakudo and all the rest of that oh, stuff. Oh yeah, and yeah. The, and the hand as the like, you know, I talked to Ed about it. I said, sort of the 
ninja unification church. It's yeah, it's like universal. it's like ninjas as Scientologists or something. It was very. Um, My favorite part of that was when when the uh, the girl was like, "There's there's some bad people in the hand, and there's some good people in the hand." And he's like, "Bull! That was that's bull! You've been lying to me." <laughs> yeah, they they um some of that is from the comics actually. Okay, some of that okay. is from the comics of. There is a storyline, a recent, you know, so, relatively recent storyline, uh, where Daredevil kind of becomes the head of the hand in the comics, and he offers Colleen Wing, who as a character, I'm not going to pretend Colleen Wing is this has been in comics this deep, interesting character, but this was an interesting thing where he was like, there's a subsection of the hand that's called the nail, and it's all female swordsmen, swordswoman, and, you know, I want you to be the leader of this group within the hand. So there's sort of a precedence for having Colleen Wing have an association with the hand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're it's very it it's it ends up essentially with okay, uh Bakudo tries to get his like, you know, his takeover. He needs to get his money. Colleen Wing ends up, you know, uh uh killing uh well, not even killing, just stabbing him and then it's like there's this whole debate about whether or not they should bring him into or kill him. Uh, Steel Serpent Davos, one of the other high points of the show, I thought was the guy who played uh, Davos, uh, uh, Danny Rand's friend, who uh, becomes his arch his arch nemesis, the Steel Serpent, and it's like uh, they get into a clash, and the body just disappeared, and you're like, oh, okay, it's all cool beans, right? And it's like, no, now Danny is wanted by the DEA because Howard has set him up. So of course, the final episode is the you know the showdown with uh, with Howard Meacham, which again could have been something. There's one or two moments in it that are like, okay, yes, now Danny's having a problem with this chi, okay, that's the usual stuff in a lot of these stories. Like, we got, hey, we know this, 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 the hero is super awesome. Under most circumstances, he would trash whatever. Hey, we got to depower him or do something. It's like, you know, Iron Man at the end of the first Iron Man film. It's like, oh, this arc reactor wasn't built for this. You're not as strong as you could be. Because we had seen how amazing Iron Man was before. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, a problem with this show because we never really get to see how amazing Iron Fist should be at his yeah. fullest potential. But fine, they have a confrontation. Um, he pulls off this whole thing where, like, he jumps out of a window and, like, like swings through the glass using, like, the Iron Fist. So kind of, okay, kind of cool, out of nowhere. And then he does, like, manage to pull off, like, one giant, like, floor-destroying, like, move. Where like he like he punches the ground and everything goes right, but which should have honestly been the end of the fight. <laughs> but instead, we get to the rooftop and he's hiding from Meacham, who's shooting at him. And then at one point, they're fighting with pipes. It's ridiculously dumb. Yeah. Very badly done. And like, there's this whole like he sees two lights above Howard. And he's like, you know, I face dragons or something, and he punches him off the roof, and it's like, it's all very, it's all very, very, very underwhelming. And uh, again, am I saying it was horrible trash? No, but it's underwhelming. It's very lackluster. I like to think of it this way. I would put it that this show came off. Like what a 1990s, early 19 pre-X-Files Fox TV version of this would have been. 
where it's like, oh, we don't really have the money. We don't want to do the costume. It's the 90s, so we haven't really embraced, you know, the re- all the superhero tropes yet. But so we're going to make it a show about this stuff about corporate governance for part of it. And, you know, and probably would have been people would have raved about it in 1991. Wow, they took this pretty seriously for a comic <laughs> book thing and blah, 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 blah. But we have moved beyond that point. Yeah. You know, I mean, we need to see the powers. We need to see. And again, we need to see the costume. There is a point in the show where Bakudo shows, you know, Danny some footage from like the 1940s or something. Yeah. And you see the uh, an Iron Fist at its fullest potential. And it's like they put And you the, see he has two fists. Yes, that well, he can use he can use both. Yes, this is one of the things. Yeah. And it's like and he's got the he's got the mask and the robes and stuff mm-hmm. on. It's like yes. Yes. First off, this Kung so, Fu Zoro. It gets Kung Fu apps. You know what? In the comics <laughs> that is, in fact, someone says that uh, Misty Knight, who is from the Luke Cage show, yeah, yeah. but in the comics, in the comics, Misty Knight is actually Danny Rand's lover, mm. his longtime romantic interest. And in the comics, mm. yeah, he likes a little of chocolate. All right, Daddy likes. Daddy likes. Uh, <laughs> in the comics, Misty Knight is a little more flamboyant than she was on the Luke Cage show. Mm-hmm. Um, but you saw, I think you can see where they're going with it. In the comics, she has a bionic arm, and she's a little more. Um, how do I put this? She's a little more uh, Pam Greer, 1970s. Like, you know, she's a, she's really supposed to be that. Mm-hmm. But again, the Netflix shows are going for a little more grounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know how they're going to they're gonna handle that in the, you know. With the, the bionic arm. With the bionic that. arm mm-hmm. and some of the stuff. But, but still, um, and she calls him Zorro when they first meet. So mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. Kung Fu Zorro is exactly what. It, it That's what he looked like in the footage, in that and, forty-eight footage. Right, and this is the th- and this is the thing. The... Having the costume would have then helped the fight coordination because they would have been able to sub in um, for Finn Jones mm-hmm. a lot, or at least a lot more than they were, or it would have been less noticeable that you had had um, a stunt guy in there for him. Well, I have like a two-part question. All right. So, given what they have already done, where do you think they they are going to go? And then as a fanboy, what do you think they should do in season two? I think that the way the series ended, it's obvious that the hand and something having to do with Kun Lun might play into the Defender show. I think we know that the Defenders is definitely taking on the hand. And I just got to get this off my chest. I have no problem with them using the hand. I think it makes sense. I will say this much. They're getting into that what Hydra was for the movies. As bad right. guys, where it's kind of like, here's this kind of shapeless mass that is not particularly well-defined, right. and you're spending a lot of time on them. I will be done with the hand after this. I don't want to see them again for a long <laughs> time. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I think since the hand is probably the main villain in Defenders, uh, we're going to have Danny and Colleen come back. I think that Claire... Being the connective tissue is either going to. I'm sorry to say this. I think I don't think Rosario Dawson's contract uh, for uh, uh, Marvel Netflix is going to be honored after the Defenders. I think that character is going to die, and that will bring them all together. She's the character who had a romantic relationship with Daredevil. She's having a romantic. You can't relationship. kill her off. I love her. Oh, I love her too. And but that's why it will be that's why again, she's this is the, the only reason why I'm watching the show. She's she's <laughs> no, a, she's a, she's um she's kind of Nick Fury and Phil Coulson all at once. 
She will die to bring the crew together, you know, to honor her yeah. memory, blah, 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 or she'll be in trouble and that'll, you know, because just remember, the Hand know ever, ever, knows everything they know yeah. about Claire. They'll they'll put her in there. And I think a lot of what ha- would happen with season two of Iron Fist, John, it depends on how they handle him in Defenders. Do we improve on an, you know, let's remember, they, the Defenders, I believe, is in the can. So... Did they have time to gauge the reaction of the show internally? Did they look at it and go like, "We got to put it out, but we know it's not good. Let's see what we can tinker in this." It's almost—it's sort of like how they had to handle Hulk in uh, the first Avengers film. You know, the uh, the Norton movie, which I have a great soft spot for. I, I I actually I like the Ed Norton Incredible Hulk film, especially the um, the extended cut, which has yeah. a lot more stuff in it. But um, let's not pretend that that movie set the world on fire and fans were like, yeah, I'm ready to see the Hulk. Fans are like, uh, okay, we already, it, we've already had two Hulk movies that didn't set the world on fire because we forget about the Angley one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the stakes were, how do we make Hulk cool and relevant again? In Lou Frigno. Lou Frigno. But yeah, there was, there was that whole, how do we make Hulk cool and relevant in Avengers? And Whedon pulled that off. Mm-hmm. Now, is that exactly what's going on with that? Maybe not exactly, but yeah, I do feel that in Defenders they need to they need to work on Danny Rand. They need to make him a compelling. And let's be honest, Tim, when it comes to fighting the Hand, their their two biggest guns are Power Man and Iron Fist. It's it's Cage and Fist. You know, Cage is like you know what good are samurai swords against a guy whose skin is unbreakable and you know who can you know th- you know throw around a truck. You know, and then Iron Fist is the guy who actually has the most knowledge of the hand. And uh, the Iron Fist we saw is can be devastating as a weapon. So I hope that they do something with that into season two of his own. You know, there are going to be scenes where he backflips behind uh, Luke Cage (laughs) as he gets machine gunned. and he just like walks. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, th- those two guys, they work well. They work well. I mean, the, the powers are, are good. The personalities are good. Where do they go going forward? Now, there's what I think they should do and what I wish they would do. Not exactly th- the same thing. What I wish they would do is I wish that there wasn't a second season of Luke Cage and I wish there wasn't a second season of Iron Fist and I wish that they would just give us Cage and Fist heroes for hire. Point blank. Develop these two guys as super buddies in Defenders and then unleash them as a duo into the Netflix world instead of doing a second season of Fist and a second season of Luke Cage. And combine their stories. Make that because that's Power Man and Iron Fist was always elements from their individual books were coming part, you know, of, of their of their story as a duo. Right. You know, Link first off, it's superhero odd couple. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I can just, you know, I just love, I would love to the idea of these guys in an apartment together or an office together. You can see Danny being all compassionate, like, come on, can't we? He's like, Psh, man, leave me alone. I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> you, know, kinda, you know, or or like I yeah. said, or like, again, or, you know, Luke Cage goes to the refrigerator and he opens it up and he's like, tofu, wheatgrass. Hey, man, you ain't got no Sunny D in here? Sunny <laughs> D is not good for the soul, my friend. You know, I mean, like you could have, like, there's some inherent funny to the point yeah. where I kind of think that a, a a showrunner like um like a Shane Black, I think Shane Black handling Power Man and Iron Fist or Fist and Cage is what I prefer it would be called, uh, would be fantastic. I mean, when you look at um uh 
the nice guys and you look at Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, yeah. He's got the snappy dialogue between two opposites, mm-hmm. like, down. And I think this would be, this could be a lot of fun as a show, you know, send them on different, you know, you know, it's it's a modern world. So Heroes for Hire, they wouldn't be like two guys with a storefront where people come in. There would be some sort of thing where it would be connected to Rand. They'd have like a a web presence of some kind and they would handle that would be like Danny's way of charity. He'd be like, here are the things that we can help directly where they need Iron Fist and Luke Cage to physically handle something. But here's the other stuff that I'm just going to, oh, you know, we can't really do anything like this ourselves, but I'm going to have Rand Corporate take care of this. We're going to give some money. We're going to we're going to shunt them to the right charities and say, you know, like there are things that you can do. Yeah. Now, what do I think that they should do if they get a season two of Iron Fist? Uh, first off the top of my head, and again, as I said, I don't blame Buck as a showrunner. I think he had a short amount of time to put together, and then he wasn't given the resources to truly bring the character and its mythology to life. Mm-hmm. So he he did the best he did. Just bringing the mythology to life. I think you hit that in the head. Yeah, exactly. Bringing the mythology to life. You, yeah, which yeah. they didn't do. So scrap the creative team that they had. And Buck is off doing another Marvel series. He's doing uh, Inhumans. Now, Inhumans, again, John, you probably don't know the Inhuman backstory, but that's another one that Iron Fist I can see getting away with going on the cheap. There is no way to do the Inhumans on the cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Inhumans is basically like royal mutants. Mm-hmm. And they're not like just, oh, they all look like people with powers. No, we're like talking about like one of their characters is a gigantic dog mm-hmm. who teleports people. There's a guy called Gorgon with like hooves for feet. You know, it's strange. There's a woman with hair that's alive. It's, you can't do that. So like I say, let him concentrate on that. Bring in a new showrunner. I don't know. Like I said, I'm floating some like, Ultimate dream names here, but like I said, Shane Black maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, John Carpenter's not dead. I'm just throwing that out, Marvel. <laughs> John Carpenter is not dead. John Carpenter doing either Iron Fist or Cajun Fist together. Oh man, that would have been that's. But that's that's a pipe dream. So I don't know who, but I would bring in a new creative team, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, next is it, give that team the tools it needs to succeed. So, I mean, you have to increase the budget by a substantial amount. You got to give the creatives time to shape the show into what it's got to be. I mean, th- I know the appeal of these Marvel shows is slow investment and is high payoff. Uh, Didi was a successful because, it, you know, and it paved the way for this, but it wasn't a huge production. That's what made it attractive. It's like, oh, what are we paying? We're paying pennies for this. So, yeah, of course, you know. And I also allowed them the creative freedom to do what they wanted to do. But... There's just too much in this mythology. You got the main character who fought a dragon to gain mystical power. Yeah, I mean, that's what everyone's yeah. inner fourteen year old. That's what you want to see. Yeah. You can't be promised that and not give that. Yeah. All right. I mean, second, uh, third. You got to have flashbacks. I don't care if it is just cheap indoor sets with the CG outside, you know, and showing Danny as a boy in the training hall getting beat on by the monks. You yeah. have to have flashbacks. Or him doing, like, the horse stance for ten hours. You know? Yeah, well, maybe not that, <laughs> but but something, all right? The backstory of Danny on the show is ill-defined, and it's only defined by exposition. I mean, all the other Marvel Netflix shows had the flashbacks. The society, the history of Kunlun, all right, all that needs to be shown. And, you know, 
then have what we're shown then apply to the modern day. What is he doing in the present that made him either think of that pair or or us being shown that makes something clear? Mm-hmm. They that needs to do. Plus, it's a trope of kung fu movies: the training sequences, mm-hmm. the the master student relationship. If since he can't have Lee Kung the Thunderer there with him, like in that episode, then have him flash back in his mind. Have him have him think about that. They, but they've got to figure some way, budget wise, to increase it enough that oh, okay. We're, we're, we're going to be able to see Kunlun. All right? Danny as a character, number four, he needs more than two modes of being. All right? Mm-hmm. He seemed to only have two states. He was naive or angry. That's all I got out of him. Okay? I mean, show him having the Zen, the Zen training. Show him the warrior aspect. You know, show him having the control. You know, make an excuse about why he was out of control for this. I don't know what you can come up with, but be it like, yeah, I don't know. He got doused with some drugs or something on some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just. And number five, you got to embrace what inspired the characters to begin with. Right. Okay. Embrace the culture. You got to embrace that this is a martial arts thing, uh, that it's based on the 1970s Kung Fu. You know, you got to go Shaw Brothers, Golden Harvest, Bruce Lee with this. Yeah. You know, that's what I, I was expecting that. Actually, that's part of my disappointment. It's not even the show itself, is the, but the imagery going in. Iron Fist, the the kung fu master, the, the yeah. guy who's, who's a monk for for decades. Exactly. You know? Like that was a letdown. Not feeling that. Not getting that. And I'm telling you, John, that that is the <clears throat> character. Yeah. And from the comics, that's very much the character, and it's a very fun thing. Danny in the in in the comics is. He is the Zen, you know, but he's also a fun, lighthearted character. Right. And that works well when he's bouncing off a of Luke Cage, but it also just works in general. It's the idea that just because you're Zen doesn't mean that you're a lifeless. Yeah. You know, you know, you can have there's a nice underlying. He could be emotional a bit like the fact that he obviously was not. It just felt like he was not trapped in the mountains for a decade. Like, you know, you know, what I, you like. honestly know what, like what wasn't in there. Here's Himalayas, here. Like, here is. And Ed's going to kill me because I'm bringing it up again. But. The show they needed to ape beyond that was Avatar The Last Airbender. Talk about a show that had the kung fu, all the kung fu tropes and all the rest stuff, mm-hmm. but then was about a, a spiritual uh, character and had all this talk about zen and, you know, emotional control and letting go of attachments and all that stuff is it's all weaved mm-hmm. throughout and he was still a fun the the the, the two most zen characters on the show are the avatar himself Aang and Uncle Iroh. And both of those characters are incredibly hilarious. They're very fun, funny characters. Mm-hmm. And yet, at the same time, they are also the ones who, maybe because of their Zen approach to the world, it allows them that. They also still have spiritual depths. I'm telling you right now, man, Avatar The Last Airbender, Uncle Iroh goes to his, uh, you know, honors his his son's, um, his son's death as one of the, got tears, waterfalls. The character could be fun and funny, Zen, and then also still have these emotional depths. Mm-hmm. And they needed to do that for, I, I also, one small minor nitpick on my own part. Uh-huh. It's a fantasy show. I'm accepting a lot of nonsense. Yes, yeah. It's a fantasy show. That's fine. At the same time, there was a bit of a pet peeve I had in the present presentation of certain thing aspects of martial arts. First of all, Danny is 
he was taken to Kunlun. In the comics, classically, it's always been Chinese-inspired. So his knowledge of the world of martial arts should have been limited to Chinese. And yet he goes in and he's all like, he uses the term sensei. Uh, Colleen Wing, is uh, that's another aspect. It's like, in the comics, her whole thing is she's trained as a samurai. So that should have been her, the limit of her, her, her style, the way she fought, which is fine, but they didn't present it that way. It's this mix, mishmash of all these other things. Yeah. She should have been teaching those kids kendo and kenjutsu and aikijujutsu and a little atemiwaza, and that's it. That's what it should have been. Instead, it's this mishmash, hodgepodge, or black belts, and it's like, no. And that should have also been a thing. There should have been more of a... Here There's is no real identity. Yeah, I, and yeah, everything you know yeah. that is a that seems to be the biggest issue is there's no identity. So get a showrunner who's gonna get in into the nitty gritty of some of the martial arts and just have that as a cool. I don't want it to be the main focus, right, but right. have it be a thing where they talk about the styles, talk about the differences, talk about you know a Danny having to adapt to the different you know the different way these guys fight and give you know it. I think I would appreciate it more. Uh. Uh, you have to take more cues from the modern Iron Fist run. That is that is number six on the list, okay? One of the best things about the Matt Fraction and the Red Brewbreaker one was they expanded the lore and the mythology. There were all of these new concepts, all these new characters to play with, and they were all a lot of fun. So I say, bring in the book of the Iron Fist, and then that's your key to getting Danny better. Because now he's got the manual. It's a little... It's a little greatest American hero <laughs> where the hero didn't have the manual and didn't know that, but have that include that into the show, make it a thing where, you know, it's like he goes back to Kunlun or, or through the course of defender, something where he gets the book of the iron fist and suddenly he can refine his powers. He refines his training and you just open up a whole new world of other possibilities. Um, bring in the other immortal weapons, introduce the concept of not just Kunlun being one of the it's the seven capital cities of heaven these extra dimensional uh, you know worlds where each one has their own champion iron fist happens to be the one from kunlun but you have you know the 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 bride of nine spiders you've got um tigress's daughter you've got fat cobra you've got the the uh, uh, the, the the dog brother you've got the the, the king of orphans dude they're just those names like, again john just saying those names you're fourteen. You're in a fourteen. It was like, yes. Who, who the, who is Fat Cobra? Who is the Bride of the Tigress? And they all have their own different, uh, their different specific like moves and their own specific powers. It all would work. Mm -hmm. It's all ready made to be adapted. So just like do that. I would introduce Orson Randall, who is uh, one of the other, another, another outsider, another Guaylo, who would mm -hmm. become uh, the Iron Fist. So I would have that. And I would use the modern costume. I cannot stress this enough again. The modern costume is simplified. It's not, you know, look, I get not adapting the 1970s costume with the high collar and the and the chest revealing part and the slippers. No, none of that's going to work today. But the modern version is very simple. It's very, mm -hmm. it's, it's streamlined. It's not particularly, you know, uh, showy. It, yeah, it's you. It can be done in a way that is, you know, not cost effective. It's it's almost essentially just what Matt Murdock wa wore in the first uh the first uh season of Daredevil, only in the Iron Fist colors with the Iron Fist symbol on it. Mm -hmm. 
So just do that. Uh, and finally, and again, I know this one's probably unlikely, and go, but again, it goes to uh, budget. Get Iron Fist out of New York. I'm not saying the, the whole season, but shoot on location in some place, you know, three, four episodes. Give us him in Southeast Asia. Give us him in Europe. Give us him someplace in the Middle East. You know, he's a billionaire, you know, super kung fu martial artist. Take the story out of New York City, have it start in New York City, have a few episodes someplace else, and then end it in New York. I get that it's more cost effective, but it would add something to the show. And it's not like, you know... We're not talking about that this is done by some struggling studio. Marvel is rolling in dough. They can afford to spend a little to make to make it a, a little better. So I think those essentially are, you know, what it would take to make that season two. Now, it, are, are all of those things lightly? Probably not. I mean, again, if it's a if it's if they don't want to spend the money, then a lot of these things won't don't get taken care of. And yeah. I don't expect them to for each episode of Iron Fist to be Game of Thrones. It sh- and it shouldn't be. It's not required. Mm-hmm. But it needs to be more money than what they're getting on. And they need to give who's ever in charge the time to put it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's, again, I didn't want this to be too negative because, like we said, it's not trash by any stretch of the imagination is a show. But it is so thoroughly lackluster, so thoroughly mediocre that it undermines the very reason you would want to watch something like this in the first place. Right. That, yeah, it leaves a bit of a bad taste in your mouth. I, if I had been willing to give it a pass for most... Because online, I defended, like, again, when the, the critics got the first, like, five, six episodes and the reaction was like, oh, my God, it's horrible, it's the worst. And the first five episodes aren't horrible. They're not like, oh, this acting is terrible. It's like, but they're also not particularly engaging as well. And I would have been fine. Middle of the road, I would have been okay. It's and the then last the last episodes. two episodes for me, I'm going like, at least finish strong. If it at least finished in de- even decently, I felt the ending wasn't even decent. When you when he is up there on that rooftop fighting, th- you know, this guy with pipes, I was going like, somewhere along the line, we 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 have lost what Iron Fist should be here. Somewhere along the line, this just got really bad. Yeah, and you know, again, I don't want to. I don't want to just sound like I'm just talking down. Just talking down. There's still a lot of potential. I'd like to show if they just retitled it to White Privilege. No, oh, we're not All gonna. Right. I'm gonna punch you in the face. I want you to notice not at not, not one kidding. point did any of this criticism even go into that. No, I, and you know, which is some of the things I don't. I'm fair or unfair. I don't even want to get involved in that conversation. No, no, I was, I but was I know you're joking. But like, notice, I'm not coming at it from that angle. No, no, purely no. based on you know with the, uh, quality, with the, with the character, is, yeah. all these sort of thing, all these elements that are just about storytelling. Yeah, that's where it failed. Forget any sort of online, you know, whatever side of the debate that you come down on that. That's almost immaterial to the quality of what the show was. Yeah, yeah. And those are the issues. Uh, so like, I think that finishes up our discussion, uh, our spoiler review of Iron Fist. Watch it for yourself. Judge for yourself out there, anyone who's listening. Um, it is a slog. All right, so it may not... You... Hey, look, I'm more than willing to have someone come and tell me at some point, hey, I saw it. I really, really enjoyed it. 
uh, or hey, you know, you had a point, but yeah, overall, you know, I still, I'm still good for the character. I still want to see season two because I'm still there too. I yeah, still yeah. want to see a season two. Oh, I we still- want to. Before we started, we both said to each other, "We're like, we want the show to do well. Yeah, we want to see season two. We want to see the defenders. We want to see Cage and Fist." Absolutely, you know, uh, absolutely. So we don't. We're not like just pooping on the show. Just to poop it. Yeah. Just to poop it. We're we, not poopers. We're not we, poopers, John. We're coming. Yeah, we're not poopers. Uh, <laughs> no, but we're coming from a place of some a loves. Place, a place of love. Uh, yeah, we want it to be better. We want it to be better. And in the future, Ed is going to be given a chance to give his uh, his his two cents uh, on the show as well. And we'll probably again we'll probably get into some. Martial arts training story nonsense with that. You know what I would love to get? I would love to get like Ed's commentary on this. Like, <laughs> like, we should just do an episode where he overdubs. He's like, you know, Miguel's so wrong when he like. You know, <laughs> airbender? Are you kidding me? Airbender? <laughs> so with this airbender crap again? All right, all right. I'm getting around to it. I'm getting around to it. Uh, but that wraps up the show here. Uh, we were we have uh, uh, we've got some reviews in the future coming up and some shows uh, in the in the fire we have a Serenity Firefly show uh, we have uh, um, Farscape that we're planning to get into and uh, there are some movies coming down the pike uh, uh, sooner than later that we're going to have to do some reviews on uh, as well but uh, that wraps up our spoiler Iron Fist review show we thank anyone who listened uh, to uh, to the show. We appreciate all of our listeners. Thanks to that caller, uh, Bert. Right? <laughs> Burton. <laughs> Ed will return next episode. And so, until next time, this is Miguel Alejandro Velez, Jonathan Vergara, and until next time, to, to be, be continued. continued. Hey guys, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.